0: Hello, friends. This episode is sponsored by Ascension. Are you ready to go deeper in your understanding of scripture? The Ascension app was built for you. Dive into your faith journey and unlock the mysteries of the faith through audio Bible studies, answers to some of the toughest questions throughout scripture, and more. You can begin your free trial today. The Ascension app is based around the idea of putting everything Ascension knows about the Bible and the Catechism right in one place, along with the Bible and Catechism texts themselves. Some of our favorite free features include the full text of the Great Adventure Catholic Bible with color coding interwoven throughout so that you can immediately recognize where you are in the story of salvation history. It also has the full text of the Catechism of the Catholic Church with Ascension's Foundations of Faith color coding built right in. You have the ability to instantly search the Bible or Catechism to answer your questions and quickly find references or jog your memory. With nearly 30,000 five-star reviews on the App Store, the combination of Father Mike's Bible in a Year and Catechism in a Year podcasts, Jeff Cavan's Bible Timeline Learning System, and the work of dozens of other Catholic experts all in one place, it speaks for itself. And if you're feeling overwhelmed or disconnected as you prepare for the upcoming week and Lenten season, you're not alone. The Ascension app will be a one-stop shop for prayer this Lent with Father Mark Toops, Lent companion guiding you day by day to an encounter with the person of Christ. We love Father Mark Toops. He's an amazing teacher. You definitely should check that out. The Ascension app will feature daily audio reflections from father mark toops with a weekly video reflection designed to enrich your journey to calvary you can start your seven-day free trial of the ascension app today by visiting ascensionpress.com app or checking out the link in our show notes we hope you enjoy this episode
1: hi friends welcome to the abiding together podcast and we are delighted to be with you on this adventure and i know that the lord is going to do wonderful things in all of our hearts The Abiding Together podcast is a place where you can find connection, rest, and encouragement on your journey with Jesus Christ, and wherever you find yourself in the world, wherever you find yourself in your life, you are most welcome here, and we know that the Lord will speak to you. My name is Sister Miriam James Heidland, and every week I am joined by two of my very dearest friends, Heather Kim and Michelle Bensinger, and we speak about what the Lord is doing in our life. We speak about our sorrowful mysteries, our joyful mysteries, and how the Lord is leading us in it all. And you are most welcome right here, right here. So please grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and welcome home. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Abiding Together podcast. And we have a wonderful guest on today who is the first guest ever to be a three-peat on our show. Uh, three, Heather, you just discovered that, didn't you? Woo! Yeah,
0: I did. I was like, I don't know. Should we have some kind of award for this <laughs> or something like that?
2: <laughs> a, little, a little medallion Yeah, be nice.
0: Yeah.
1: I, would, yeah. I was just thinking, well, it's Father Day, Pavanka. Fine. We'll, we'll, we'll spoil it right now. We were just going to have a bust of your head or just like a bobblehead of you that says I was on, I was on the Biting Together three times.
0: Our bobbleheads yeah.
2: going out, so. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was sent one in the mail. I received a Father Dave bobblehead. I was like, wow, I don't know where to put this, <laughs> but grateful right for it. Like, this is what's missing in my life. Oh my i was like i was like thank you yeah i mean i don't know yeah
2: the and man. i assume it's not in your prayer room
0: no it is not i don't no. know i'm looking at
1: your setting behind you heather are you sure it's not it's not behind you somewhere the, the father <laughs> <laughs> Day i
2: wish i had it No, i i could grab it if you actually i don't know if I have <laughs> they're it. honestly a little bit creepy but
0: i i love it also well, you know it's, they're, they're
2: not just a little bit creepy they're very creepy when they came to me and they said you know father dave would you be open to this uh and they had a lot of fun with it they they hid them across campus. I mean, so whatever. But it was a little awkward. It's like, how do you say, oh, yes, that's what I want. The <laughs> bobblehead of me.
1: We all have our dreams, Father. That's we fine. all have our Seriously? dreams. So, yeah.
2: <laughs> yes, we do.
3: Check uh-huh. that bucket list off. The man, the myth, the legend, the bobblehead. That's awesome. That's <laughs> okay. right. That's right. <laughs> well, Father, if uh, a lot of people don't
1: have the honor and the privilege of meeting you yet. So I'm just going to read a little bio for you. So Father A. Pavanca became president of Franciscan University in Steubenville in 2019, The well-known Catholic speaker and author received his bachelor's from Franciscan University and then earned a Master's of Divinity and Theology, a doctorate in education, and a member of the Franciscan Friars of the Third Order Regular Province of the Most Sacred Heart of Jesus. He was ordained a priest in 1996. Many of you maybe have seen Father Dave's um, partnership with 4PM Media in 2014, created the Wild Goose series, which invites viewers to a deeper relationship with the Holy Spirit. Their next project was called Metanoia about conversion and transformation of the heart. And now they have just launched a brand new series, which we're going to talk about today called My Father's Father, that dives more deeply into what it means for each of us that God is Father and how our earthly fathers impact our relationship with the Father. It is so wonderful, wonderfully beautiful. And our scripture passage for our podcast today is from the first letter of John, where he says, see what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. So Father Dave, I know, like we said, we, you've been on the podcast three times, but sometimes people change your preferences. So how do you take your coffee these days? Like what, what's, what's happening?
2: Uh, that's, you know, when I saw that first question, it's like, oh, we're going to go there. So, uh, yeah, <laughs>
1: we get the hard questions yeah, out of the way right, first. Eh? I right. just, you know, yeah.
2: one of the things I appreciate is the vulnerability you allow me here. That's what we do.
0: That's uh, what we do. We go
2: into yeah, every place. Uh, still not a lot has changed necessarily, but I must say I am drinking more espresso, mm. a very, uh, generous individual reached out to me and they said, Father Dave, I'd love to get you a little espresso machine for your office. And I said, who who wouldn't want that, right? Mm-mm. So the little afternoon espresso is always a great
1: blessing. Mm-hmm. You got to love a little espresso, Absolutely. Yeah, uh-huh. especially in your office at Stupenville. So tell, yeah, tell but us what your expresso. life is like these days. Not yeah. espresso. Es. No, not espresso. Es. It's espresso. espresso. Yeah.
0: Father espresso. Dave and I actually had a wonderful coffee together when we were on our pilgr- pilgrimage in Scotland. We um Ooh, slipped this into Scottish. this coffee shop and we were like, each of us were like, oh my gosh, we just need a coffee. So we're like, we'll have the it large cappuccino. Yeah, it was cold outside. It was rainy. And they came out with honestly like a soup <laughs> size coffee. Oh, I love it. <laughs> there was so much <laughs> caffeine. I haven't slept since that day actually so like still. we did
2: we tried to do pictures and you put it up, literally <laughs> hid my whole face it was unbelievable
0: i love that i wanted to talk just briefly before we get going about our little sibling banter we have going on between abiding together podcast and your podcast they that hope with deacon bob rice because there's been some things that have transpired and maybe some people got the wrong idea about what was happening here so <laughs> do you want to just recollect clear your name people father what's been happening? Yeah. yeah do you want to clear your name mm-hmm. father well James? here's
2: here's the thing <laughs> okay so let me just say what was we? They actually abiding together. They send me little questions ahead of time to allow me some time to think and prepare. Which you may not believe this, but Bob and I don't <laughs> do that.
1: Shocking! Uh, I'm shocked yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah.
2: yes. Mm-hmm. But what what you actually said is the rivalry, and I just had to chuckle with that because a rivalry has a winner and a loser. If you're always a loser, there's no rivalry. <laughs> so we are always the losers. So this is not what I consider a rivalry, right? <laughs>
0: Um, oh, my gosh.
2: It's like so funny. it's like I can't even think of an analogy. It, the, the the mosquito who is all, always bothering the mighty dragon. <laughs> I mean, we're just this little pest that is sometimes in your guys atmosphere. <laughs> but, what, but what I say, Heather, because we've chatted about this. The fact that some people are so defensive about you guys. And it's like, how could they say that? I love you guys. And this is, it's has been hath, fun.
0: Hell, hell hath no fury than an abiding together podcast listener who's right, been, right. who feels protective. I mean, I know. They're like Swifties. I know. I mean, yeah, they're, it's they're true. like Swifties.
3: They're very protective right, of us. And here's, again,
2: here's part of the differences because there's been a lot of comments in your guys' sphere, in your universe. Uh, There's been none in ours because nobody listens (laughs) to ours. So there's nobody nobody to complain about it or complain
0: to. Oh, no. Honestly, it's been something that has made me laugh so many times. Every time I listen to your guys' podcast, I have such a good chuckle. So I appreciate the relationship.
2: And that's honestly, it's quite different. I mean, uh, while we do deal with matters of faith, but it's really, we started it during COVID when everything was just like, And we said, could we just kind of laugh and smile a little bit? So that was really the desire. So uh, if you're looking for the most profound experience you've ever had, David (laughs) Hope may not be the starting point.
0: But if you want really good sports updates, it's where it's at. So, Right. And and
2: if you want to graduate from this, (laughs) visit us.
0: That's great. Okay.
3: Father Dave, you worked on several video projects and, um, can I just give a shout out to 4 PM media? Like I was watching your new project today, this morning, and I was like, gosh, the visual imagery that they do is so professional and so beautiful. And so it just gets me excited when there's really well done Catholic media. (laughs) I was like, this is beautiful. Mm -hmm, Oh, thank you. So shout out to them. But, you have worked on several video projects, including the Wild Goose, and Metanoia, and now this project. So what inspired you? Like, what inspired you to even start Wild Goose and then go to Metanoia and to the, your latest project about the Good Father? Like, what inspired you to even get into this?
2: That, that's just a great question, Michelle. First off, thank you so much. And the reality is, is I, I always, I thank people for that, but it really is, you know, Dan Johnson, who's a graduate of Franciscan, and, and his team, uh, Jack and Jamie, parents of alumni, that really make it beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. so we you know we can come up with the ideas and and I can say, well, what if we do this or what if we did that, or what if we filmed there? But it's really them who who make it look beautiful and I, I mean a little bit of background is I'd written a book on the Holy Spirit, and what I was really wrestling with was to try to reach a, a broader audience and about that same time, Jack and Jamie and Dan Johnson, his wife Lauren, were creating a media company. And we just, it was actually over chips and salsa at Chica Fiesta. That's just St. students. That's where
0: most good things happen. It's over Mexican food. Yeah. You, you are not mm-hmm. wrong over
2: chips and salsa. A lot, a lot of my life decisions have been made around chips and <laughs> salsa. Yeah. So we thought, well, what if we created a, a video, something. So at the very beginning, there were a couple of things that, we, that were really, really important to us. Ultimately, and, and I think you guys know me actually well enough. You see it in my preaching, but it's always going to be an invitation to conversion is that at the heart of this is to engage the viewer in this case and invite them to a conversion to Jesus now conversion always involves from something to something else to the something else is always Jesus right but then the other part was this conversion from and that's where you'll see kind of this common theme that that you in all the series that we've done a conversion from the world conversion from brokenness conversion from hurt conversion from self-convert in always leading us to Jesus. So that was one of the guiding principles. The other was that, in, in you stated, I think really beautifully, Michelle, is that it, it has to be beautiful. Beauty in itself is is graced, right? That, that somebody can look at something and just the look of it and the feel and the sound, if, if that in itself is beautiful, that opens one's heart up to the message. I mean, you could have that same message in front of a wall, The same exact words, and it's not going to have the same impact. So if if what is being seen visually illuminates and the two illuminate one another, what's being said, I I think you see what what takes place. And the other is just that medium itself. You can go to a great movie and just be enamored and brought into that, such as the power of the medium. So we just thought that there was a way that we could use that to bring people closer to Jesus. So that's really what we've been doing. Yeah, that's awesome.
3: And so what was the inspiration about this one, The Father? What inspired you to do a third video series?
2: Yeah, well, the first one's on the Holy Spirit. The second one was on Jesus. And I was thinking, huh, if we were to do a third, (laughs) what what might Brilliant! oh, oh, (laughs) I have an idea. No, I'm, I'm just spitballing here, but what if, right? Yeah, so we we had been planning on, um, I mean, not at the beginning, but once we finished Met Noy, and, and Met Noy is really, it was filmed in the Holy Land, and again, I think just really, really beautiful visually, uh, focusing on Jesus, and then when we decided, it seems reasonable, let's go ahead and, and finish the Trinity, so we had actually started it in the midst of COVID, uh, no, before COVID, and then COVID hits, and as everybody knows, everything kind of I shut down there for a while. Um, so we had we had some of the basic ideas of what we wanted to do, and and then some of you you know that my father passed away uh, as we were kind of preparing and planning some of this, and and it really brought in in for me personally just in, in the focus more specifically what I wanted to do in this series, and part of it was actually one of the last conversations my dad and I had. Dad was in hospice, and we were just talking honestly just about faith and and the fact that that my dad was going to pass and. My dad looked at me and he said, uh, and, "And Jesus is going to present me to the Father, right?" And and just that that time of of he and I talking about that was just, I mean, on one level, such a grace that was given to me. But but it really summed up the spiritual life that that when it's all said and done, you know, each each one of us is going to pass, and there's going to be this moment of Jesus presenting us to the Father. So it really gave us the lens to to view the program that. But ultimately, my father lived in such a manner, in such a way that he knew Jesus was going to present him to the Father. And then he he fathered me and fathered my brothers and my sister in that same way. He discipled us. It's interesting, although it's changed a little bit. But when we first started this series, I would Google parents, disciple children, and it would always say, you mean discipline. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I mean disciple. Mm-hmm. But there's, you know, my mom and dad really took that to the heart that, the, their goal was ultimately to to love us, to care for us, to discipline us in such a way that we were disciples that Jesus was ultimately going to present us to the Father one day.
0: Yeah, I, I love, I got to be in this a little bit, which was is really a privilege, Father David. I'm so grateful for that. But you had so many amazing guests, Father Jacques-Philippe. Uh, Dr. Bob Schutz who we've done his book and he's been a guest here and Chris Stefanik just so many people that you had involved with this project and it's laid out over several weeks and it's being released right now as we speak so I think by the time this airs there'll maybe be four episodes out and so people can access this for free which I think is one of the most generous things that you guys have done is to just make it available something so beautiful and rich available for everybody.
2: And, you, and let me just jump in there, Heather, real yeah, quick. Sure, the, the, sure. One of the guiding principles at the very beginning was that as well, is that we would always provide everything for mm, free.
0: I love that. Yeah. Super generous because I think it then allows people to to watch it on their own, but also gather in groups with people who might be in like various places and then have their own conversations about it, which I think that's really where a lot of richness is going to come out for people. And I'm, I'm super excited to hear about
2: that. Somebody sent me a picture last night of a group, maybe of about 15, 20 people all gathered together to watch it. So it's really cool. Oh, that's amazing.
0: Yeah. In the second episode, you talk a lot about our earthly fathers and I just thought this might be a great thing to just break open a little bit here. Like what's the connection between our earthly fathers? You were touching on it a little bit with your dad and our heavenly father. And why is that important to, to notice, notice that connection?
2: Yeah. 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 That's such a, such a good question. If I may just take one quick step backward and, one of the things that we desired, and, and only because you mentioned the guests that we have, is one of the things that we desired was to be able to present it. it if if you notice, actually, it's it's smaller, it's tighter mm-hmm. than the other series, and part of that is just this relationship. You know, not not universally, but for the most part, the people that are a part of it, I have a relationship with, like you and I, Heather, that, and you know, we go back a long way. So that was one of the things that we specifically wanted. It wasn't just there's there's two exceptions, but. It wasn't just somebody that was good at saying something or speaking something, but that I had relationship because we think, and this goes to the heart of your question, is is relationship was going to be really, really important for this, that it wasn't just this sterile dissemination of information, but it was really about a relationship because at the heart of this is the heart of the father is a relationship with the father, an invitation to relationship with the heavenly father. But one of the questions you asked was was something like that. What are what are stumbling blocks to this? And 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 I thought of two. Uh, the first, honestly, is is ourselves, is that we often don't know what it is to be a son or a daughter, mm-hmm. and and there's this relationship that sister you opened up with this text from John first John about children. That is what we are. So we, we, there's this relationship, this tension that exists between me discovering who God is as Father and me discovering who I am as in Son, and then my earthly father is pivotal in me understanding that interestingly understanding what it is to be father and understanding what it is to be son it's been said the relationship with our father with our heavenly father begins with our earthly father and and i think that's that's true that that on one level there are no earthly fathers that are perfect you know chris says in in this series it's like i'm i'm 100% sure and my kids are going to eventually have to go to counseling mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of me, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. We're all ready for yeah.
0: that already. Yeah, right. yeah we are. we're down that mm-hmm. road.
2: Yeah. So, but, but but that was actually one of the things that I wanted to make sure that didn't happen in this series is to make any fathers feel like, oh, my gosh, I, I ruined my kid's life because that, that's, not, that's not what our desire is. Ultimately, our desire is that through the power of the Holy Spirit and the Heavenly Father engaging us, all of that gets worked out. All of that gets healed. All of that gets restored no matter how great. I mean, my father was, I mean, just remarkable and amazing. And But that doesn't say that that, that there weren't struggles at times or something that I have to work through, even, even on little small things. I'm sure you all have experienced this. Somebody's saying to you, this probably isn't it. But I remember one time when I was six years old and it's like, you're now 45. It probably was it, right? Because here you are literally 35 <laughs> years later and you're still thinking about it and talking about it. it that That is part of this. This thing we have to work through is, uh, on one level, sometimes people feel guilty. It's like, my dad was a great dad. Couldn't be anything wrong. Well, as we mature and we grow, we realize that nobody was perfect. It's not saying your dad was horrible. If you admit that there's something you have to work through because of your father or your mother. And again, it's it's important that, that there's both. But we choose to focus, obviously, in this series because there's something unique about the father. Mm.
1: Thanks for sharing that, Father, because I I, we, you know, all of us engage in just walking with people and their stories and encountering so many people. And I know you especially just hear so many stories, being a priest and hearing confessions and praying with people and and doing that, the work you do and your students, and and it's we all have those places. And you know, it's often said in healing circles that to heal, we have to be both honoring and honest. Mm -hmm. So we can't have one without the other. Mm -hmm. And so and we can do both. Sometimes we think, well, if I say that yeah, my dad didn't do this It's dishonoring him. And it's not, it's, we can honor our mother and father or people in our life and also be honest in the places where they've hurt us or the places that they weren't able to give us what right. we needed. And what do you, what do you find that when you experience, because you know, I know we have a lot of listeners right now that even when I think about, they might think about their dad and just kind of cringe and say maybe their dad in his brokenness was just unable to love and to, to be a father. And so children have no idea how to be a son or a daughter what do you find like in those areas that are often we develop like a hardness of heart or something, just the defense mechanisms, because it's so painful. What would you offer there in that kindness of how do we how do we even begin to receive God as a father, maybe perhaps when our dads weren't around or we just don't even know where to start?
2: I think, I mean, that's such a beautiful and honest and real question. Well, first off, one of the things that I really got in principle is we, we trust that the Lord is going to move and the Lord is going to show and the Lord is going to reveal according to his timing. So it's not just about, we want to pull these things out. We want to pull back the curtain so that we can see everything. No, it's about presenting ourselves to the Lord and presenting ourselves to, you know, the grace and the light and the healing and the truth of the Holy Spirit and trust that when my heart is ready or when the individual's heart is ready, that God will begin to peel that away and open that up and allow His healing in his light. So that's one of the things that, that we always say is that we're going to follow where the Lord is leading because I've honestly, I've met too many and had too many experiences and, Encounters where sometimes that was forced, you know, mm-hmm. and then the person may or may not have been ready to really talk about it or even had the ability to look at it. So I think that's one of the things is really trust that the Lord is going to lead. And the other is it's a liberating moment when we come to the place where I think you said it more beautifully than I could, that, that sense of being honest and honoring that just because we say that our parents did something to us that, that hurt or caused us difficulty or struggle. That's not a condemnation against them. It's just the reality of what it is. And and the other part, I think sometimes people are afraid of admitting that. Oh, like what am I going to have to do? And am I going to have to go? And and let's just let's just take it one step at a time, and trust that the Lord is going to be present. He's going to bring bring His peace and His healing in that. My experience is to the degree that we allow the Lord to heal us, it it, it changes everything. Right. It changes how we see ourselves. Changes how we see our mother and our father. It changes how we see the heavenly father. But that has to be in an environment where, because and in, in, in we've talked about this, Heather, you and I more is that I think this series. I don't think I know already. Now that we have two episodes out, is much more raw in causing people to really look and wrestle with some things that that perhaps the other series didn't didn't provide that same opportunity. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think the way that you led with your own vulnerability, I know the timing of making this series was probably very difficult, just that it was surrounding the loss of your dad and and also your brother, but I, I... actually feel like that also is opening up a gateway for people to access things in their own heart, just to see your own vulnerability and how you're talking about your dad and loss and love and connection and relationship and all of those things. And, yeah. and I think actually it shows a softness in how you're approaching the whole subject, which is what you and sister have been talking about here. And I actually think this is lacking a lot, especially in a younger generation who is diving into counseling and healing. And I think often it can turn into, let me just, I want to find the reason why all of the, I struggle with all of these things. I want someone to blame and then it can easily turn into kind of like a righteous indignation instead of realizing the goal should be healing and deeper communion on every level that's possible. Mm -hmm. You know, and sometimes that's not possible to, to the degree that we would hope with our earthly fathers, but. But definitely that needs to be the, the goal.
2: Yeah, yeah. And that's that's there's so many things that go into that. Is is that what you just said was something that was important, Heather. And that is that I think sometimes when we see that there were struggles with with parents, and, and we've all dealt with this, some some of that kind of reconciliation may not be possible. I mean, for one reason that the father may not be in the picture, may have passed, may have, you know, years in the past. So there's a difference between in my mind this healing and then reconciliation and reconciliation. I used to think reconciliation is possible, right? You forgive and you reconcile. I don't know that that's the case anymore is, is that healing and forgiveness is always possible, but reconciliation. And sometimes I think people jump to that too quickly. It's like you have to go and you're. I don't know. I don't know. Let's just, again, let's just take this one step at a time. Like God reveal himself, heal, heal the brokenness of our heart. And again, this is everybody. Mm It's not just, oh, those people are, quote unquote, so broken. Everybody in one way or another has some experiences with their father or their mother the Lord wants to bring healing in his presence.
3: And I'm thinking about it now, like in real time, like just the providential of how you've recorded these three series, just starting with Wild Goose and just be like that the Holy Spirit had to take the lead, as you were saying, because like it says in the catechism, the Holy Spirit is the master of the interior life. Jesus says it's better Mm -hmm. that I go so there will be one to advocate, like the Holy Spirit leading you, therefore into a relationship with Christ and therefore into the loving embrace. The I love the quote that you use, the pilgrimage of the father from JP2. Like because it's a constant journey and it's constant pilgrimage of the Father. But I think there's one of those things that I think was really good to see. I think when we're talking about fatherhood, and especially it's really easy to go to the heart or the wound part. Where I loved how, like, in the second video, that whole scene, like, it makes me tear up. If you guys fly fishing?
0: Oh, that was beautiful. Like,
3: and you're, hmm. Chris, at, Chris Stefanik asked you a question about your dad, and you got a little choked up. But there was something, like, once again, it was so visually beautiful, the image of the fly fishing. It reminded me, like, of A River Runs Through at that movie. Mm-hmm. Like, that those yeah, opening I'm scenes are, like, by waters. yes, right, are right, right. so stunning. But it was so visually, uh, aesthetically beautiful. But also that the delight... Because that was something you and your father did, and there was delight in that, that you actually modeled an experience of a delighting of the father. And yeah, I think, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of your students could say, you're really good at delighting in other people, Father Day, like when you see, when you see your face usually lights up, or you usually have a joke, or you, there's something about you, like you light up, you know, like when you preach, there's a light in you that you delight in these students. Like you love being at home at Franciscan University. I mean, like there's like, but that was, you learned that from your own earthly father.
2: Yeah. Yeah, sure. No, that's, that's, that's really true. I mean, so much in, in Heather, you, you mentioned that there was the first time I'd been back to Durango, my hometown, which a lot of this was filmed around since my dad and my brother both passed. And th- there was a part of me that says, maybe I did this too early. Cause it was, you know, it was just a couple of months after my dad passed. So it was all, but I, I just trust the Lord's providence. I think it, it turned out, you know, beautifully, but that's part of what we wanted. Is it to be a celebration? You know, it's, it's of course there was sadness and the particular scene you were talking about. Uh, Michelle was, was this, I was sharing that. I thought if you were older, it wouldn't hurt so bad. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I'm older and it just, it just isn't true. Right. But we wanted it to be, yeah, the celebration of of life and of relationship and of memory and, and then ultimately, yeah, I think it, you're right that it's it's the spirit that really stirs that in us and stirred that in me as we were planning and praying about what this might look like. And I just, just felt bad that oh, well, maybe this is you know a spoiler, but that Chris never caught a fish. I did, but Chris did. <laughs> He's obviously just not a fisher of men. But go
3: ahead, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's just awesome. say it. Yeah, you know, that's beautiful.
0: So just to press into something that's, I think, really relevant for, for all of us on different levels, but the three of you, uh, your your dads have all passed, and my dad had a, a significant medical issue last year, which has has really changed our relationship, and there's been some loss and grieving there, which we talked about this on an episode a couple, couple weeks ago. What I'm curious about is, how would each of you say your relationship with God the Father has changed as a result of that? Because I think in many ways, there's this like... Our earthly father represents God, the father, and that's our initial experiences. And we're growing in our relationship with God for good or for bad. But when that changes with our earthly father, I think it does actually open up this other category to engage with God, the father in a deeper way. And so I'm wondering for each of you, what you would say the father has revealed to you in your relationship with him as of late.
2: You know that's a a great a great question, Heather. Let me start by what didn't happen. I never felt orphaned. Mm-hmm. You know, when my dad died, there was never you know somebody said, well, you know, but I never, I never felt orphaned, and I think part of that was, and maybe it was in in Dad's humility and in how he, but he, it wasn't just about him. And, and again, my dad was my my hero. I was just talking to a buddy of mine that he said that we didn't have posters of of athletes in our room because. You know our, our fathers were such examples of this mm-hmm. I didn't feel orphaned when dad died and and part of that was again this image that that we talked about before I passed that Jesus was presenting him to the father and, and in and I've obviously prayed over that image uh, many hours since you know the last two years since dad passed but that continues to move in my heart that the dad continues to lead me to the father and, and maybe it's more personal because my father is now, with a father. So that's, I don't know, that's my first mm-hmm. thought.
0: Yeah. How about for you, Michelle? I
3: think I've actually reflected it. I was thinking about it a lot this morning and yesterday, yesterday was the year anniversary of my grandfather's passing. So like most of our listeners know, I lost my dad and my grandfather really close together. And with my dad, I did feel orphan because that relationship is very strained and complex and there was very much many layers and a divorce and there was a lot of things like Father Dave said, there wasn't. He was not well enough to reconcile. Like there just was not something. I mean, we were reconciled, but there was not like res- restoration on the side of heaven. Right. Flip that around. My grandfather, like he and I had talks about his death right before he passed, and, I'm like, and I told him like the man was a hundred. You know, but a hundred and good, like alive and kicking. He, like he said, he could still walk. He could still feed himself. He was a hot commodity. But <laughs> but we and I were talking like two weeks before he passed away. And he said, Michelle, when the father calls me home, it's time to go. But that veil is really thin between heaven and earth, honey. You know, like, I mean, and I think that's the power of legacy. Like when he passed, I did not feel orphaned. I felt like a legacy had been given to me, a prayer, a legacy had been given to me, a family, a legacy. And just even thinking, going back, like, this is how good our Heavenly Father is. The areas where our earthly father has fallen short, I think this is one of the beauty of of the priesthood. I've had really great priests step in and father me in areas that my father could not. And I know sister has had the same. Mm -hmm. Like, I was even thinking, Father Dave, I don't even know if you remember this, but like when I first met my husband, Father Dave was actually my boss at Franciscan University then. And do you remember that? Mm -hmm. You actually called Mm -hmm. Randy Rouse to check and see if Chris was a good guy. He's like, Randy, I just need to know, is he a good guy? Like, I mean, and Randy was like, I mean, I would let my daughter date him. Yes, yes. But, you know, <laughs> but he was like, I, but, it, you know, Father Dave, I didn't know he did this and he didn't tell me. And Randy told me later, you know, but he was just checking. Like, I mean, that's what a good dad does. Like, can I say, So he got to be good to her? You know, and stuff like that. And so I think that's also one of the beauties of the sacrament of the priesthood is to father us in different ways. But yeah, that's mine. Sister, what about you? yeah those
1: are those are great gifts. I think just things that I've learned along the way since my father's passing of just of learning of who he is as a person mm-hmm. and just growing in you know wisdom myself and age, and like wow, my dad was just a person, be able to take the best of what my dad could offer, and understanding his story more has given me so much more grace for my dad in the places where he's a beautiful man, but where he just yeah like all of us have we your dad's not God, and so I guess. Like understanding that the best parts of my dad are just a small foretaste of God the Father. It's not the other way around of like, oh, God the Father is like the places where my dad wasn't able to love. It's actually that says nothing about God the Father. It's the best parts Mm, of my dad. And I I'm named after him. So our founder literally named me after James James is actually was named for my dad. I was thinking of St. James, but in in the the writing I have of why I named what I'm named, our founder literally named me for my dad. And so I think I've grown a lot in relationship with my father since he's passed away and just being able to, yeah, to understand those deeper levels of, you know, my dad's still alive. I just, I just can't see him. And yeah, like we talked about on our episode, why I still miss him at times, but, but he's alive and he's praying for me and he's praying. And I talk to him all the time. And so I think that that great relationship of the community of the saints, is not something we just tell ourselves to make ourselves feel better. It's actually real. And that's been a huge blessing for me. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's really beautiful. Sister. And there have been times like that. Just, yeah, a presence, just a presence in, in knowing.
0: Yeah, and I would say for, for me, even though my dad is still with us, we've all talked about how difficult it is to see parents get older. You know, yeah. it's really hard to watch. Nobody really prepares you for this this part where things can dramatically change. And, you know, I used to lean on my dad a lot for advice, and he's just such a good provider for so many things. And in the absence of him, he's not able to offer that anymore and in the absence of that it really has drawn me into a deeper dependence on the provision of God as father which has been like a really i don't know I don't know it just feels like this new category of relationship has been unlocked for me and then also having like you said Michelle the experience of spiritual fatherhood just yeah. sort of show up unexpectedly mm-hmm. like when we were on this pilgrimage in Scotland this guy just came up beside me and put his arm you know around me and was like can i buy you a drink over here and i thought oh it just reminded me of my dad first, not that he's like my dad, but it, it was an experience that the yeah. father, God the Father was giving me in that moment to just go, oh, my heart can receive this because I've really missed that and, and such a blessing. So I think the Lord in his great love wants to provide in every place that's lacking, whether it be yeah. because of a wound or because of just natural circumstances that he doesn't want to leave us alone there.
2: Heather, can I jump in? Because sure. I know... Um, only because I think it's important to kind of put a bow on this is that uh, I jokingly say, I'd like to have a dollar for every time somebody complained about their father. Cause I could build a new building here on campus, but rarely do I hear somebody speak about, I could have been a better son or mm-hmm. I could have been a better daughter. Amen. And we spent, we spent one of the episodes actually, I think next week is, is on this is that, and that's why the text you read at the beginning sister is so important is that, is that I am a son. And and part of this is, and this is hard too, is that we have to reconcile that I perhaps could have been a better son. I could have been more loving, more obedient, more generous in, in all of these. And that is where, again, that, the, this, this tension that exists, it's, it's not static. It's back and forth of the more I, I discover who the father is, I actually discover who I am as son or daughter. Mm-hmm. One of the, the episodes we have, Father Jacques-Philippe, who's a part of it, which was just a, a tremendous blessing. But we spend quite a bit of time about identity. But Father Jacques-Philippe says, if we don't discover our identity, we receive it. That that God pours out that, that he is Father, and I receive the reality that, that I am Son in relationship. I'm not Son independently, but I am a Son in relationship with the Father. And that has to be received, not discovered. And it's just, it's been... You know, part of this this creating the series has been for me just to be able to pray. It's like I'm pretty sure that's pretty profound, right? It is is that I don't discover I receive the identity, and that identity is that I am son. That identity is in relationship. A son is a son because of a father, right? You're not just a son. There's always a father, and for 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 good and for blessing, for good and difficulty, right? Um, but I think that's that's part of the. We spend quite a bit of time on that. What does it look like for you to be daughter? and And how does discovering a father in heaven help you understand what it means to be daughter? And I've met a lot of people who who, for lots of reasons, didn't let their father father mm-hmm. them again, for lots of reasons. but that ability to just to be son is is a great is a great blessing.
1: Gosh, well, Father, as we kind of close here, is there anything else you want, yeah, that you want to share about the project or, I mean, we just can't h- recommend it highly enough. It's so beautiful. I, I just, as I was watching the first episode, I've just smiled the whole time. I'm like, oh, this is so great. So yeah, anything else you want to to share before we go into our one things?
2: Well, the one, yeah, I was going to say the one thing. This is not my one thing. <laughs> this is not my one thing. Okay. We, we deal with some really hard topics mm. sometimes. And our desire, and it was one of the things we continually wrestled with, this is this ought to be a series of hope and of blessing and of joy. And, and one of the things, a lot of people, there's been tears. And that's that's fine, but that's just when it's all said and done, I did not want fathers to walk away from this saying, oh, crap, I've been an awful father mm-hmm. or I've been an awful son. And this is where the Heavenly Father and the grace, I mean, this is where, um, Michelle, you talked at the beginning, having the Holy Spirit is the first one was providential that the spirit of Jesus is going to continue to lead and guide and bring us to the place that we need to be if mm-hmm. if we allow him. Yeah, it's a it's a, a series, hopefully, of beauty and celebration and hope and mm-hmm. fatherhood. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah and we, we've said a number of times here, like we never want to go into wounded places alone. We yeah, always yeah. go with the Trinity there and because God actually wants to heal and he can, Amen. I mean, hello, like we, we're, we're not just like going in to stir up a hornet's as people always yeah, say, like, right. why right. would I want to do that? Like go open this yeah, can of worms it's because, right. yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it's because, because it's not just going to be an open can of worms. Like hopefully God is going to redeem and restore that because he can, that's the kind of God we have.
1: Amen. 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 Well, Michelle, would you like to kick us off with your one things for the week?
3: My one things, I know listeners, you are tired of hearing me say this, but one, well, one, I'm glad sister's actually stuck here. Her flights are canceled because we have cold weather. So she's <laughs> become not. my little prisoner, but just kidding. But she's been here for two days. <laughs> that is so I'm so glad to have her an extra time with her. But also, can I just say that like her and I watching NFL playoffs, like it's just been heaven. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You, know, you would think yeah. two women would not be this into nfl i mean football, but yes we are so yeah right now it's the nfl playoffs I mean, by the time this airs it'll be almost super bowl time but you know hey but can we just say it was really fun watching the detroit lions win their first uh playoff mm-hmm. game like yes. when some of their fans were crying i'm like i feel you people i feel you it goes deep it goes deep. so
0: yeah that was my one thing for the week heather what about you so, my one thing is a couple of pilgrimages that are coming up through Ooh. Franciscan Ooh. University's pilgrimages that they offer all the time. So, one of them is Jake and I, are, these are both healing pilgrimages are being Ooh. said. So, one of them is in France in May. We're going to go to Lisieux. We're going to go to oh, Lourdes oh, Paris. So and there's a whole bunch of places. So, Jake and I are doing that together and can't wait for that. And then, Father Dave, we're doing one with you, Jake Ooh. and I, in Alaska this Ooh. summer. So, we want to encourage our listeners to go check it Come out. On. We'll have the website in the show notes. We'd love you to come with us. It would be so much fun. So much fun. Sister, how about you?
1: Well, my one thing for the week is actually the natural beauty here in Pensacola. Like Michelle said, I have been stuck here and it's like hashtag first world promise. But <laughs> I was in the, up in the middle of the night waiting for American Airlines to call me back after three hours and they can't get me out. And there's, it's just, it's, the whole thing's so ridiculous. So I just finally just laid on my pillow and I said, Lord, you must be trying to give me a gift cause I've tried everything that I can possibly do. And this is not like, you know, I have other, it's just like the things in life where you're like, you, so just was praying the surrender novena, like the, the, the free frame from the surrender novena and just asking Lord, like, Lord, what are you, what gift do you want to give me? Cause you're trying to tell me something here. And, and so just, I think the, the, the gentle, like gift of natural beauty and what God does, especially at the beach. I'm going to post some pictures of uh the Pensacola beach, which is so lovely. And the, yeah, the ebb and flow of the waves and that, this shall, this too shall pass, and God has something. So, yeah, I'm like, the Lord's like, just surrender. Don't worry, I, I got this. So, yeah, that was a great three o'clock in the morning when American Airlines called me back. That was a great <laughs> lesson. Like, Thanks. All right. So, yeah, appreciate it. So, Most Reverend Father Dave Pavanka, what, what, what's your one thing?
2: Okay, my one thing, and there is a connection here. All right. So, there's, there, <laughs> this is one thing, all connected. A sports writer for the, uh, from Detroit is a guy by the name of Mitch Album who loves the Detroit Lions, and that was so much fun watching the Detroit Lions win. And I'm sure he's going to write about it. But he's also wrote a book. Uh, are You guys familiar with Mitch Album? He wrote Tuesdays. With, you probably are Tuesdays <gasps> oh, with yeah. Morning. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Oh, I was supposed okay. to say how do yeah. I know that okay. name? Yeah, yeah.
2: So he just came out with a new book. So I read it over the break, and it's nice, honestly, to read a book where. I'm not going to have to write on it. I'm not going to have Bridge. to do another show about it. I'm not going to have to do a podcast about it. I can just. So the name of the book is called "A Little Liar," and it takes place in Nazi, well, in the time of the Nazis, in Greece, and it's a small Jewish community. And it just goes into how this community, this Jewish community, was just decimated by the Nazis. But his premise is what what we've lost in our culture today is a sense of truth. So the name of the book is A Little Liar, mm. but it's interesting because the whole book is told the narrator is truth, So it's, it's told from the perspective of truth and how truth gets violated. So it just, it was a, it's a quick read, like all of his books are, but really a beautiful reflection on the power that is in truth and yeah, the destructive nature of, of a lie of falsehood. So it was, it was an interesting book for for what that's worth. So that's my one thing. Oh, and mm. Detroit, Detroit amen. Lions, right back. Oh that's,
1: oh, that's wonderful, Father. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank, you. Course. How Thank delightful. you. That
2: how was delightful. A blessing. I was going to say you. we'll have you on our podcast sometime, but we won't. So. <laughs> we don't. Right. We don't have room. We don't. Plus, <laughs> we don't know how to bring in anybody. So. <laughs> <laughs> but truth be told, we have only had one visitor, and it was Heather.
0: There you oh, go. Oh, yeah. she's I'm still There you so go. Privileged. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Do you? Mm-hmm. Do you really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't, I I don't hear you talking. In fact, I had never heard you say, gee, I was on they that hope.
0: (laughs) I'm going to put it in my bio from now on. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> this, is, this is Heather Kim, guest on Faith the Hope. I love
0: you.
1: Thank you so much for joining us, listeners. You will want to check this out, faithandreason.com under series, My Father's Father. You can see the trailer. You can see all the episodes. And it, it will really bless you. I hope you can gather a group of people. They
2: could also watch it at Wild Goose TV.
1: Okay, Wild yep, Goose TV yep, yep. also as well. There you go. We'll put all the links in the show notes so you don't have to figure that out. So Father, before we go, would you be willing to give us a Father's blessing as we close out the episode?
2: Oh, it would be my be my blessing. First off, thank you guys so much. It's it's always a, a blessing for me to be with you. Uh, each one of you beautiful stories in history. So may the Lord pour out His grace, His peace, His presence upon those who are listening to this program. May they come to know a Father who loves them deeply. May the Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son. A holy spirit. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us again, Father. Thank you. And until next week, we'll be abiding together. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend and leave us a review? We encourage you to head over to our website, abidingtogetherpodcast.com, where you can find all the show notes, links to our one things, group discussion questions for each episode, and beautiful coffee mugs, t-shirts, journals, and prints in our shop. There you can also subscribe to receive our weekly email with links to each new episode and all of the content. We'd love to connect on social media and invite you to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter so you can catch inspiring reflections every day. You're also welcome to join our private Facebook group and dive deeper into discussions with our fellow listeners. If the podcast has blessed you, would you prayerfully consider financially supporting us? The Abiding Together podcast is only available due to the generous support of our listeners. There are significant costs associated with creating this content, such as tech support, design, website, equipment, and hired staff that we need to be able to continue offering great content. Abiding Together is a nonprofit, 501 501c3, and all donations are tax deductible. You can make donations of any amount through the Patreon website, or you can send us a check directly if that's easier for you. If you donate $15 or more per month on our Patreon page, you become a tribe member, and you will receive bonus content every month such as recipes, music playlists, downloadable prints and more. You can find all the information at patreon.com slash abiding together podcast. Thank you so much and God bless you.